0: Our today's guest is coming to us from Pakistan. Bismarck Mirza has over 10 years of diverse working experience in the field of human resources, particularly learning and development, entrepreneurship, conducting and executing capacity building projects worth 200k. She has unique experience of working academia, corporate and development sector. She is a certified trainer for development as well uh, corporate sector. She described herself as an initiator who loves challenges. She's co-founder of Research, Education, and Development International, and she loves traveling, writing, and loves to develop herself and people around her. Bismarck, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Pyros. Thank you very much for inviting me Women's Council. It's a pleasure to be here. Really humbled.
0: It is also our pleasure and uh, honor to have you with us. We have talked a lot uh, before we jump to this episode, and um, it is this will definitely be a fruitful one, as uh, there are a lot of interesting things that uh, we are about to discuss, but before we jump to our conversation i would suggest uh, to talk a bit about yourself your background and okay. uh, how you came up with all this knowledge according to to vuka be- before i start with the hard questions
1: <laughs> okay okay i'm getting up for the hard vuka questions um spiros i um basically i am working in a- an organization. It's research, education, and development. It's a non-governmental organization and not-for-profit. Uh, me and my husband, we co-founded it. I have a strong passion for learning and development, and I am really passionate about developing myself and people around me. And this is the reason that our thematic areas in this, uh, in, in, of, our, of our organization, are women, women development, women empowerment, youth development, organizational and individual capacity building. Um, I have been, I'm serving as an executive director over here um, for since past four years and we have implemented around 200, 225 thousand dollars projects and capacitated around 900 students, females, organization, uh, organizational employees, but I'm talking about organization. Um, So this is it and I have, uh, I mean for the past 10 years I'm just developing people in my organization around me I have worked um, in academia, I have worked in corporate sector, I have worked in development sector and you know, taking that all that experience and as a certified trainer, I have just uh, thought to have my own organization where I can work for, with passion for the people I want to work with and the way I want to do it.
0: That is so awesome. So, uh, what have been VUCA times in your life?
1: Okay, okay. So I'll I, um, buka times. Actually, this term VUCA, I came to know late, very much late in my life. That you know the experience we go through. It was it was when I was uh, in my I was doing my you know I think I was working. It was I think my seventh eighth year of working, and then that's the time when I was introduced to the term VUCA. And uh, initially, I felt that buka is like most of us. Like I felt that buka is when you you know when there is an economic crunch. When uh, there's a war, and then when I you know delve deeper into it, I realize, uh, oh God, all our, all our lives, I mean, all the time in our life, we have been going through boka times. Every time you know anything happens and you are uncertain and you don't know how to handle that situation, that is basically a boka time. And uh, I think I was I was in my eighth grade when I understood that you know I um, I'm I used to sneeze a lot and uh, my you know grades started um, decreasing and uh, my academic performance especially it used to you know de- uh, it used to uh, decrease my my grades used to decrease when i especially in winters though originally i've been brought up in the southern side of the country which is more warm and which is you know uh, most of uh, people across our country they come to spend time in the southern part that's karachi because, you know, the winters are nice. It's pleasant and it's, it's warmer in summers and in really nice weather in uh, in winters. And I'm talking this about 10 years back or something like that when I was, uh, when I was a teenager. And I used to feel very cold. I mean, there was a lot of, um, I hardly could perform. And it was, I was suffering from an acute sinusitis. Uh, people had sinus in my family, but not as acute as mine. It was quite mutant and nobody could understand what I was going through. You know, when I used to wake up, because I could hardly breathe from my nose. So when I used to wake up, I used to have these cracks in, um, you know, uh, on my tongue. And it took me 30 minutes to actually, you know, get my system started and, you know, then start working. So these were the things I was going on. It was one day when I heard of my voice in the, you know, on the recording I realized how nasal it is. I had very less resistance in my body. And you know, when I used to even climb the floor, I used to start panting. And this, this, uh, you know, from eighth grade towards, I think till my university, the situation continued. And I was suffering through a lot of time. time. And I, you know, I, I'm coming from a family who are high achievers. My sister has been a gold pedal. My father also, my mother's side, they have been quite an achievers. And I always felt that I was somebody less. You know, I was not enough. Um, something is wrong with me because that's that's why because you know we we are raised in a similar environment we eat the same thing we are from the same parents and i'm the one who's the you know the ugly duckling as they call it and nobody could understand i had a very short temper a nasty one you know over the period of time since um, you you're not having uh, enough uh, oxygen you're not receiving enough oxygen definitely you tend to you know become irritated agitated I, I was also a very different child from the rest of my uh, siblings, but uh, this thing aggravated and continued in college. Uh, so I think in college also, and I had a very bitter, uh, you know, I, I started to have bitter relationships with my siblings, my parents. I mean, I have a very good relation with my father now, but it was not there when I was a teenager. And nobody is to be blamed because poor were people, they didn't know what you were going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if sinus could could be triggered to that that extent, you know, it was usually a mass of meat which they burned um, inside your nostrils. So it would it was that was it for them. But to me, it became so severe, like you have moles in your in your nostrils. I know that sounds disgusting, but that that's what I went through. So it was I think in, in my college years um, we usually have intermediate right after. We do our O levels or metric. Uh, it's just like similar to O levels. If you get that, and then you have inter in comparison to A levels. So it was in my first year of inter, I I got a, um I got very low grades, and that was the rock bottom. You know, I I barely passed, and that made me ask me this question: the Pisma why? How could you? I mean, what happened? You know, so much. Um, I also became a person who, you know, started who looked for people's validation, and I became a person who wanted, you know, uh, for the pilot to tell me um, that Bisma, you can do it. And I still doubted a lot. I hardly used to take initiative, so I became that kind of a person. So when I, you know, that that was uh, my wake-up call when I got such a such low grade. Some points it was a C grade, and C grade is, is really not uh, something which you uh, look up to in our society. So in the second year, which is the final year of college year, I really worked very hard. You know, I used to go to my teacher and you say, will I be able to do it? Look, uh, do people, you know, uh, overcome such failures? Do they get good grades in the second year? But I did that. And that was a surprise. That was a 13% increase. And I got that. So that was my first achievement. And that made, gave me self, immense self-confidence that I could, uh, you know, get through things. And I, I mean, I'm somebody and I, you know, I, I could, I'm also somebody who could achieve things. That was my biggest achievement of that time.
0: That is awesome. You know, I kept two things from what you just shared. The one that, uh, because of uh, the high achievers family, you felt that uh, you are not enough. And uh, according to my perspective and my understanding and uh, with, the friends and colleagues that uh, are around. This is a very common um, issue that uh, people have, uh, that they, they are not enough. And this does not only come uh, from the family, but also from the managers, from their, their employees and, and so on. And so and the second thing that I kept was that you said that you was looking for people's uh, validation yeah. and I, I truly can I, I empathize because it is hard to reject this uh, this thing from uh, from your soldiers. So yeah. what was the most difficult thing that you had to do in order to get rid of those two things?
1: Oh okay, that was something you know um, uh, I think it was in my university when my sinus got operated and uh, things started to make sense a little bit. And I think, Spiros, it is a very long journey. I think now I can say that because I have done a lot of development courses and I have become, I don't say that I've done any psychological courses, but I've done, you know, development on myself, my communication, my habits, understanding why people treat you the way they treat you. Because when I was growing up, people used to tell me, you're very rude. And I used to be surprised, what have I done to them? I'm a very nice person. And it it was then I realized that it's the non-verbal we are communicating. And uh, um, when I got into the university, that was my other achievement and I was again proud of myself. So it was the achievement which, I, which I've gotten and the people, you know, my friends, i, I got very nice friends. One day my friend told me, Visma, why do you, you know, before starting anything, why do you say that, you know, it's not possible? Why such a negativity? and um, it was then you know i started building my spiritual connection you know you could call it god you could call it universe what do you want to call it so i used to ask lord, my lord that you know you have created me for some reason and there is a reason that i'm created in a certain way so help me understand that so when i started connecting myself uh with the purpose of my life when i started exploring myself one i forgot about the self-pity thing which i had around me and i I also started looking for, I stopped looking for validation. Awesome. Um, but you know, it's it's a very long journey. It is it is today that I realized that, oh, that time it was a victim mindset and not a victor mindset. So, you know, the, nobody tells you these things. Um, and this is something you have to go through your self-exploration journey. I hope I have tried to answer your question.
0: So how have you beaten VUCA times in your life?
1: beaten hookah times in my life that I didn't, I never gave up. I, first of all, never fall into the to the trap of, uh, you know, self-pity. I hated comparing myself to anybody. I did not want to compare compare myself with anybody. You know, people used to do that. I simply used to get away from that um, conversation. I made sure that I'm a person who set my own benchmarks. I'm somebody who's going to achieve that. I don't care if somebody is in my age group, has gotten something more than, or has gotten something which I want quickly, or, uh, you know, uh, or not quickly. I, I'm my own person, you know, whenever I used to take these courses also, I never care what is happening around me. I was focused on my path. So, you know, you have to really focus on yourself. I, especially when you connect yourself with your, with the higher authority, especially when you develop yourself, you tend to be, um, you tend to you know, weed out the dis- distractions and you're trying to focus on yourself. These are very dark times, you know, and you have to break free from this. You have to enlighten yourself from these times. People will drag you, pull you down with these stupid comparisons, will, you know, um, by telling, oh, your sister is doing this or your family member is doing that or something like that. And you have to, you know, mentally t- tell yourself it's okay, I'll, I'll be there. And I knew that I will reach where I have to reach and it was the contentment which I have to get and which I've reached there. Even today, things don't fascinate me as much. People, uh, you know, like for instance, if you don't have a car, you don't have a house of your own. What really uh, uh, problem? Uh, what really bothers me is that when I'm not growing, when I have mental, uh, you know, limitations, um, I never realized until now that you know there are things which we have been told is, uh, you know there are things in our mind which has been which are conditioned. For instance, uh, you know, just like the elephant example which many people gave. When a, when a small elephant is chained in zoo, he try he or she tries to break it, but they couldn't. When they grow up, they, they could do it very easily, but they never do that. So um, we have believed our excuses so much. That we think they are a reality and it is it is nowadays that i realize oh these are limiting beliefs i remember when i when my husband used to tell me that let's let's start working on this entrepreneurial venture of ours i used to say how can i do it i don't have any experience i have always all job experience and then i challenged myself you know pushed myself through it So when it comes to buka times, you have to just keep going, going, because you always feel the grass is greener, could be greener if this thing happened. If there there are no ifs and buts, you have to keep a focus, you have to understand what you want. And if you don't know, don't fall into this this, um, vicious uh, cycle of how it's going to happen. You will never know how it's going to happen until you try it, okay? and then you leave the rest to God, Uh, you do your best, you go prepared and you leave leave the rest to God.
0: You know that it is truly awesome. But uh, I had a conversation in the previous days and um, we were with a couple of friends and uh, the one is very passionate because he has seen uh, changes to himself after he started the, the personal growth journey. And there was another one that was saying that, okay, it is good to say that and uh, probably you can do all that things and uh they were the same that you just described when you have uh you have solved the the issues with the money so if you have if you don't have to eat they said uh correctly you cannot just do something because you don't have to eat so if you don't have to eat how to move forward and how to Keep this mindset, and how to uh, go through your, the next steps. If there are the the very basics are not there to support your journey and your trials, what do you think on that?
1: See, I completely understand what you're saying. That uh, if you don't, you can't work on yourself, develop on yourself. And you can't be creative in poverty, you know. I I completely understand what you're saying. But see, if you are not going to try out something, I mean, for instance, there were times when, when, when I got married and I moved to another city, I had my job. My husband's job was not there. We went through a lot of financial issues. He fell sick. And that was the only job I had. And I could not think of anything else. But, you know, if I did not push myself at that time, if I... I, okay, let's even talk about a person who's a daily wager You know, the choice you have to ask yourself question. If you don't do that, what else can you do to earn? I mean, you want to sit back and complain about your situation. You say, "Oh, thing, life is not fair to me. Life will never be fair to you." Take a thing. There will be things which will not be according to what you want, and it will never be fair. But if you will not take the first step, how are you going to get out of that trinity that that you know vicious cycle of mind that you know? Uh, I'm. This, these are things that are happening to me because I'm poor. These things are happening to me because if God doesn't love me. These things are happening to me because pe- rich people are very mean or I don't have opportunities. So you have to take a step somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. If you keep on worrying, if you keep on thinking that, oh, we don't have money to eat. I mean, there are people who have, they, who have uh, amazing stories, who have rags to riches stories, and they they work they very hard to even earn a single uh, simple bread for their family. So the question is that if you if you won't do that you have to do or you must do, then what will you do then? How are you going to change your situation?
0: That was exactly or not exactly. That was almost the same answer that uh, I heard him uh, replying back, and uh, I totally agree with that because you are uh, you are at the point zero, so nothing to lose. So just do something, try something, and do your best, and. Uh, this at the end will be more than enough thank you thank you for for sharing such an amazing uh things today um uh, as we are talking for personal growth definitely the first step is to go through some books and uh, through some people some mentors that can guide you uh what uh what books would you recommend uh to our uh, viewers and listeners to go through
1: Okay, when I was a teenager and all my life, I never liked reading about these motivational books, self-help books. I've always liked reading fiction, and it was you know recently that I um, I was I was not satisfied with my growth again because you know the effort I have put in had uh, brought me to a position where I'm today. But to move ahead, I needed some kind of an external help, and you know. Um, after marriage, after you know, getting to this work life, you don't have much space, especially going. And you know, there was a 13, 13 minute summary, um, of the book, and uh, I I really liked it, and I bought those books. So I read in the previous year. Uh, it was one was about five A M club, five A M club by Robin Sharma, then the other one is atomic habits by james clear and i love those books you know they are written in a way that they are narrating your story and they're basically what they're talking about it's not something new you have heard but the way they are uh, the way they relate it and then they back it with the scientific facts that is something which is remarkable actually you know you you just need some kind of inspiration and if you get it if you see some somebody has done it and they and you know they have uh, they've achieved success for instance james clear in the book, you know, the book starts that he was taken to the hospital, he was flown to the hospital from his uh, school, high school, because he got himself hurt in a baseball match. And it was not the first time he wanted to be an athlete, but he couldn't do it. So what he did was that he started writing articles. So instead of being a victim that, oh, I could not be a sportsman, he became an author and a writer. And similarly talks about that. It's just, it's just, you know one person you have to improve yourself one person in 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 your field right for instance he says if you improve yourself in one person um by the end of the year you have improved yourself 33 so he, he talks about the small uh the power of small habits mm-hmm. okay and then you know he talks about how habits are made how they are uh, they prevail, and how you can break them, and so th- these are amazing things which you could read. I'm not saying that I mastered those things, but actually I've gotten my, you know, uh, cue over there. So that that's that's. Uh, I love that book, and um, we all struggle with the, uh, you know, communication, yeah. and yeah. especially among families. No matter how much big titles you have got, but it's very difficult to. What we are talking about is for your own growth. So when I got really you know uh, frustrated that okay nothing is happening so what should I do so I, I came across this book somebody recommended me um, it's about how to win friends and it's a very uh, uh, I don't remember when uh, I uh, I'll let you know when I remember that so that book is also very nice uh, if you if you at uh, least go through it you'll understand. How people think what people want to uh, you know know how can you you know uh, speak to them in a way that they understand what, what you're... you will be on the right track okay you will do something different than you have been doing previously
0: Lovely. so
1: that's
0: the three titles of the books by the way uh will be down to the uh comments uh in addition, with the contacts of uh, Bismarck, uh, Bismarck, what um, importance? What is the importance of developing uh, yourself?
1: Oh, you know, I would like to uh, give an example which we have been hearing all our corporate life. You know, so one day a CFO comes to a CEO and he says. Um, you know, if we were to invest this much on our on our people, where will we go? I mean, this is a lot of budget, a lot of amount of money. So the CEO says, if we don't invest there, on them, then what will happen? You know, they will be with us yes. and how it's going to affect our profits. Um, so, you know, just like, like James says, James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, says that, you know, you have to do the 1%. You have to, for instance, if you have to skills or your mindset thing, skills, to so start working somewhere. Start developing this, your habits, you know. So if you don't develop yourself, just imagine uh, look how times have changed. Look how first information and technology has changed the nature of jobs. Then AI the way it has changed. First COVID, then AI and the world will keep on changing. You know, change is something which is never going to Uh, stop or stagnate itself Um, so you decide you work with the change or you change yourself or you move ahead of times and the only way you do it is you develop yourself because if you're not going to develop yourself you become redundant and redundancy is something which is going to make you die out Um, I hope you, I hope, uh, Spiders, you could relate the many jobs which have become redundant now. And people, uh, you know, they they are basically a dinosaur in this world. I mean, there are no more, those jobs are being practiced. There were times when, you know, um, um, I think before. So we might have, you know, know, printers. I hope you know there are many softwares like text-to-speech. People now don't even have to type. And then we have chat GPT, which is there, and I think things, uh, your technology from the- to uh, it will not come through a downward spiral. So where are you? You have to see to that. If you don't invest in yourself, how are you going to cope up to the challenges which is coming across?
0: You know, I was always I, I wondering
1: um,
0: nowadays, everyone has access to, to the knowledge. Means uh, has access to books, to podcasts like this one, um, to seminars, to webinars, to whatever. So, um, why do you think people still have um, um, a, a, a refuse, uh, or not getting involved with uh, these uh, things of the personal growth?
1: Okay. Uh, because Spiros, I don't think they understand what is personal growth. Most of the time, people, you know, there's so much information material out there. And I'm also that, I was also that kind of a person who used to come after a long time and day and then used to spend most of the time, you know, two, three hours on social media without realizing it. So ordinary minds, they really enjoy entertainment. But it's it's the people who want to grow themselves or who are focused, they work on their intellectual safety. Entertainment, you see mostly people they will they it will they will be enjoyed by uh, people who who are not you know who have done their certain kind of a work okay checklist that's it Those- like you become addicted to your own growth um, so um I was also somebody I think that I used to think that's justified because I worked so hard There was the time I was working three, three, three jobs at one time and I have families on both sides to take care of so I used to think that's fine if I, you know, spend some time with myself and social media, you know, if you open uh, Instagram, you have amazing pictures, amazing life of people. And you also want to, you know, uh, be that person. But then what happened? We become consumers, you know. We just don't consume uh, a, a material through, uh, you know, by purchasing it. But we also consume through our eyes. And how is your brain growing towards it, okay? you Whenever you are on... Uh you just want to click and you want to buy then you realize you don't have enough money and that's that's because that's and that's why you become very discontent but if you just focus on yourself what you have to do you know everybody knows inside their hearts that what is wrong with them and where they have to work on developing on uh, on their self so when i was telling you that people used to tell me that i look rude and arrogant i started understanding what is happening with me so when i used to see one day i saw a picture of mine So I was in this uh, very serious look. And that's when I realized, okay, this is my non-verbal, which is uh, is bothering people. And I also realized what bothers me about other person. And that was, again, the non-verbal. So you you must be knowing communication is something very tough. Communication, they might, or they're, they're the best, ultimate best. And it was then I started working on my communication skills. And now I, you know, there's a time that people... I have started giving trainings on communication. So you have to develop yourself. And uh, if you do and this is, I think this is the only reason, uh, this is one of the reasons I feel that first people don't know how to, what to work on. They think, uh, or if they would start uh, listening to certain educational podcasts or reading books, they have become more serious. And, you know, they don't want to be serious. So you don't have to be serious. Fun goes out in these uh, podcasts and educational videos. And if you must be hearing, you know, like I was hearing your, uh, women council series what are also to be to be to be the speaker and others to listen also so to reach that space you have to at least work on yourself what would you tell people so i think it's it's um, people don't understand we, we live in a victim mindset maybe one of that reason secondly we look for entertainment so victim victim mindset inter- entertainment average mindset they just don't want to grow people think that they have reached a certain space that's it enough
0: awesome. So tell us a bit about what you are doing nowadays in your business and uh, with your nonprofit because uh, there are, there is also a lot of interest in what you're doing after this journey
1: okay so I have just um, I'm just launching another speaker series so last day, we started off with her own way that is was in a speaker series which talks about women empowerment campaign um you know 8 march is international women's day and uh, since we the organization give off on international women's day the you know pamper women their vouchers but i always used to feel discontent because there's a large majority in my country and in the world also where women are you know they work in agriculture sector and they don't get paid that much um and they don't even get uh to get those benefits, which we do. However, you know, that's a very long-term thing. We don't, um, we can work. So I think me and my husband said that we need to, first let's start with the arena we are comfortable with. So we had these um, speaker series um, and we and people talk a lot about women empowerment, so we actually try to understand what is empowerment and what is women empowerment, and what can we do to strengthen women up today. So we invited around twenty one females um, uh, from different sectors, education, sports, uh, corporate sector, development sector. there was some there was a poetess as well from across the across Pakistan mm-hmm. because initially it was it was a first attempt and we wanted uh, to you know keep things focused. So when we did that, uh, uh, no matter in what uh, what uh, stage of life they are, they they lack, uh, you know, women clubs. There are no women mentoring clubs, okay? Yeah. You know, men are often, you know, connect on different um, different things. For instance, men would connect on uh, uh, smoke breaks or maybe baseball, or maybe football. Cricket in our country is a passion here. Yes. So they do that, but women, they can't who could give advice to others if you if you listen to the story of every other every other female would say when i started working there was hardly any women in this field when i started working okay when i started working they were female in the middle middle uh mid-career level but not in the higher level you know there was a woman who told us that uh, when she started working so there was uh there were hardly uh, female washrooms separate washrooms and uh, you know they will uh, so somebody told them okay you can go to the ceo's one so she was like okay but if i'll go to, to that one they had their, they have two uh, stalls in it so you know when i'll come out to wash my hand a man would be standing there right so so or many females complain about the you know ac uh, air conditioning you know air conditioning suits the the, the temperature of air conditioning suits women uh, men's body not women's uh, body right so and I think this is what we most of the females face also. Um, so there were a lot of obstacles they talked about, and then after underst- uh, hearing their stories, we thought that okay, now the second season which we are launching just about now, we will form a women's club. Okay, so and if right now it's it's, uh, it's national, and then we'll take it international uh, forward. But we thought to keep it very meaningful and uh, not just just uh, just all talk. And it's in the in the pipeline. Uh, and let's see.
0: Where can we find uh, uh, information about uh, the things that you already do, and for the project that you are about to launch?
1: Okay, so our um, website is redinternational.pk.com.pk, uh, and our social media handle is also Red International. We we are we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we are also um, on LinkedIn um i will i i will share the links with you so that you can mention it in the in the in the comment section yeah.
0: or in the description box awesome okay? it was so great to have you uh today here that was a really fruitful conversation we brought really nice and beautiful insights uh from the human aspect that um in my according in, in, in my perspective it is like before business we are humans so uh, it was so nice to have the, the human element and the human approach to what uh, is going now uh, globally. Thank you very very much for accepting our invitation and for the things you share, and uh, wishing you all the best with the upcoming project.
1: Thank you very much, Spiros. I don't know if I have been pronouncing your name correctly, <laughs> and it's such such uh, it's So nice of you uh, for not correcting me, and uh, I would I would ask you the pronunciation later. And it was, it was uh, thank you very much for inviting me to this session. I hope I was able to uh, deliver something fruitful and uh, meaningful, what you were seeking. And once again, thank you very much.
0: Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here today to another vocal Leadership episode in the Women's Council. See you to the next one. Bye-bye.